Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. College football has a question for y'all this morning. I'm speaking on behalf of college football. The question being, are you not entertained? Truthfully, I'm not sure that we could have had a better opening weekend. And I'm going to hit as much as I can as we get further into it. But you all know where I have to start, even on a Tuesday. And no, it does not make me a homer. And I don't want to hear that I'm a homer for starting right here. And even though it is Tuesday, yeah, I might sound like a homer, but it's bigger than that. I got to start with Coach Prime, Dion's Colorado debut. I tweeted this, and I stand by this. That might have been the greatest college coaching debut that I have ever seen. And no, I don't think that. And I'm not saying that because we have a son, Rogues, who I dropped off in Boulder. Well, Dodger Janet and I did. I think the reason I said that is not because we dropped him off there. The reason I said what I said is because I believe what I said. I think that is the greatest college coaching debut I have ever ever seen. Now, speaking of rogues, this is how transcendent the buffs were. Rogan Loam was blowing me up during the game. Like on my actual cell, he was actually texting me. I wasn't even sure he even had my digits. It's not like he ever actually responds to any of my texts. Normally, if I want to find the kid, I got to snap him. I can only find him on Snapchat Snap face. if I want to find him at all or can't find him at all. But there he was on Saturday finding me, and it was unsolicited, blowing me up throughout the game, blowing me up about the buffs via text throughout that game. That's how transcendent that performance was. I got Logan Rome to text me unsolicited and multiple times. That's how incredible that game was and that debut and that win. And no matter how much of a believer or non-believer you were, I don't think anybody anywhere expected anything like that except for maybe Coach Prime. Even the people already on the bandwagon had to be in disbelief watching that game. Even the Colorado car flaggers were flat out stunned, not to mention all the so-called experts, And all the social media lava slingers. And even, by the way, his peers. The anonymous coaches that kept pot-shotting him. Saying there's no way this could ever, ever work. There's no way this is possible. Now, don't get it twisted. I'll own it. I was one of the non-believers. I was one of those folks who thought, there is no way you turn over an entire roster like that on a team that crappy. And then go out on the road and beat a team that was a three-touchdown favorite in their own house after playing for the Natty a year ago. Hell yes, I laid the points. And hell no, did I see that performance coming from the Buffs. But Coach Prime did. Hell, he called his shot. He told us. He'd been saying it since he got there. Now, saying it and doing it are two different things. And to see them hit the field the way they did and perform the way they did after all that talk and all that hype, I mean, that bleep on Saturday was nothing short of jaw-dropping. It was incredible. It was stunning. I've had a few days to think on this. I've had a few days to think about it deeply. And although Dion has spent his entire athletic life making the impossible seem routine— 
I am still stunned at what I witnessed this past Saturday. This dude just seriously turned around one of the most desperate, depressingly lost programs in major college football in a single game. One game. In one game, Colorado went from a punchline to scary. Again, in a single game. This is a program that won exactly one game last year. And they turned around and beat a team that just went to the natty. And they did so in their house. Look, I don't care how much TCU lost from last year's team. Dion still took a team that was 1-11 last season and went into the house of a team that played for the natty and beat their asses on national TV. It's hard to imagine a more epic debut could even be possible or fathomable. Remember when he told us that he was going to bring his own luggage and that that luggage was Louie? Well, the luggage is, in fact, Louie. We got a few positions already taken care of because I'm bringing my luggage with me, and it's Louie. So I want y'all to get ready. Now, to be fair, that iPad Pro or iPad Max that I got ripped in Mexico was out of a Louis bag. I brought my own Louis and my own iPad and got my own iPad ripped. But I, I checked it, so I deserved it. Anything, that's the thing about this win. That's the thing about this win. It wasn't just about the win. It was also about the talent. The explosive and electric talent. Like, they didn't go out there and kind of fluke their way through or slip by in a sloppy mess of a game. They went out and they took that game. They ripped that game by making enormous play after enormous play. There were big-time players making big-time plays on a big-time stage when they had to have it over and over and over again. We were led to believe While there may have been a couple of gems on this roster, maybe, there certainly was not that much more than that, and certainly no depth. Yeah, well, Shador Sanders and Travis Hunter said, please, please. How about Deion's kid? How about Deion's kid throwing for 510 freaking yards in this game? That any good. First game in FBS, and this kid drops five bills on TCU. And if not for a few drop passes, he might have been pushing 600. And not just the five bills, but how about four TD passes and not a pick? He completes 80% of his 47 passes. He literally threw for the most yards in the history of that program in his first game in that program. Man, you want to talk about build for it. You want to talk about a flatliner? Does this dude even have a pulse? I could not believe what I was seeing from Shador. But again, Pops tried to tell us. That's why the very first thing he did upon arriving in Boulder was name his QB or his kid QB1. And even more insane than any of that, I'm not sure I can even call him the star of that game because Travis Hunter is him. He's more like Travis him. Dion warned us about that too. Travis himself warned us about that too. And then what's this dude do? And eh, not much. Just go out, ball out, show out on both sides of the ball. Hell, Coach Prime was ready to give this guy the Heisman at halftime. 
He had 11 receptions for 119 yards on offense and also a game-changing diving pick defensively and played 129 total snaps in the game. All after posting on Instagram before the game a picture of himself with the caption, quote, Heisman loading, as in Heisman incoming. I mean, you know how bad these guys could have looked had they gone out and got their faces broken? But they knew. They knew. When nobody else knew, they knew. Now, granted, I get this. It's only one game. But it's already hard to see how he won't at least factor into the Heisman race. Vegas apparently agrees because this dude just went from plus 15,000 to plus 3,500 to win the thing after one game. He's that special. Now, I don't know if it's sustainable. I, I really don't believe this dude can play 129 snaps a week at that level. But I can tell you this. There have been two-way players before, but I have never seen anything quite like that. Freaking electric performance by an electric player who popped off before the game and then backed it all up. I mean, I guess there is a reason why he was the number one recruit in the entire country. So no, I'm not hyping this because of Logues. I'm hyping this team because this team and this story are already absolutely incredible no matter what happens going forward. And I don't know what's going to happen going forward. I've only talked about the on-field part so far. We haven't even really gotten into the Coach Prime show, the Dion show, because the Dion show always delivers. Check this dude's pregame speech. Pregame speech. And tell me you don't want to run through this fake brick wall right here for Coach Prime. This has nothing to do with the team that's opposing us. This is about us. This ain't got nothing to do with the naysayers, the the unbelievers, the haters, the doubters. This is about us. When we started this journey, we told you it was going to be trying. It was going to be tough. But you endured because it's about us. That man next to you is a miracle. That man next to you is a believer. That man next to you is a go-getter. That man next to you is a dog. That man next to you is somebody who wants this thing. That man next to you is somebody who believes. That man next to you is somebody that gots to have it today. College football fans, DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season. New customers can bet just 5 bucks on college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Anything can happen in college football. The only thing that's a lock is the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code Rome. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just 5 bucks on college football. That's code Rome only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be present in state where lawful to wager. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age, varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. cdkng.co slash football for eligibility. Terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions to apply. We ain't got tomorrow. We got now. We ain't got next. We got now. We ain't coming no more.
my theme music. This dude, I mean, it's like something out of a movie. Everything is like something out of a movie with this dude, which is why he always has a camera rolling on every single thing that happens. And he is so smart to do that. But really, it's better than a movie. Sports movies are never this good. In fact, they're usually lame as hell. And there's nothing lame about what's going on with the Buffs, which is why I love to see Dion going full Dion and clapping back at all the naysayers and doubters and haters after the game because he earned that right. What's up, boss? You believe now? You, you, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, no. Do you believe now? Huh? Oh, no, no, no. I read through that bull junk you wrote. I, I read through that. I sifted through all that. Yeah. Oh, no. Come on. Do you believe? You don't believe. You just answered it. You don't believe. Next question. Dion, quote, Dion read through all your bull junk. He kept all the bull junk receipts. And now he's out to make everybody who isn't on that bandwagon look like a jack wagon. Again, I'm not saying anything is guaranteed here, but I'll admit that I all but guaranteed what happened Saturday was never going to happen Saturday. And it did. And it was an amazing thing to witness. Now I'm going to pencil them in. I'm not going to pencil them in for the college football playoff. At least not this year. But after seeing what they did Saturday, would anybody be surprised if somehow they made that kind of run? And best of all, if he says what he means, and he means what he says, he might not be going anywhere. Even if the guy probably could have an NFL head coaching job by the first bye week based on what he just did Saturday. But listen to what he said. Check out what Dion said after the game. We're going to consistently do what we do. Because I'm here and ain't going nowhere. And I'm about to get comfortable in a minute. I'm about to get comfortable in a minute. Because guess, guess what? These young men in there right now, they believe. Not all of them believed before. But right now, they came up one by one, twos by twos. Coach, we believe. Now they believe. Now Boulder believes. People in the front office, people, people in the building, the fans, the students. Now everybody want to believe. I'm good with that. We got room. Hey, listen, if it's true, and he means that, and by the way, things change. But if he means that and he is getting comfortable and he's not looking to leave, think about this. If he did what he did in nine months on that job, imagine what he might do after another year or two or three if he's really comfortable. Imagine the four and five star guys that will start to come and be a part of this. Again, maybe that's not guaranteed. Maybe nothing's guaranteed, but I can tell you this. This dude, this program, this story is the most intriguing thing in all of sports right now. And Folsom Field is going to be completely off the hook. I may put rogues to work on Saturday, make him a correspondent. Listen, let me give you some numbers really quickly. The 2022 Colorado Buffaloes ranked 126th in scoring offense, 130th in scoring defense. I don't care what happens going forward. Their their season is already a success one game in. And if you're still a hater, it's safe to say that you're really not objective in anything you do. I know. One game, but it was that good of a game. It was that astonishing. 
Oh, and don't look now. Look who's coming in. The once bitter and hated conference rival, Nebraska. There was a time when this was one of the best rivalries, one of the most bitter rivalries in all of college football. And man, the Huskers need this, right? They need this one badly after coming from ahead to choke in week one as they have so many times before. Nothing will get that bad taste out of their mouth quicker than a win over Colorado, especially now that the entire world is watching Coach Prime and the Buffs. But, you know, Prime would like nothing more than to put on a damn show in his first home game with the entire nation looking on in a nationally televised game so he can once again say, told you so, told you so. Do you believe now? Do you believe now? Tell you what, this dude did come in with some Louis. In fact, not some Louis, but a Louis Vuitton Urban Satchel. And it's Louis. Price tag, 150 gur. What did TCU roll with? They grabbed their Travel Pro soft shell roll away from the luggage carousel. With a little tattered red ribbon tied around it so we would know it was theirs. Hey, look, they both do the job, right? Luggage is luggage, and whatever you can slam into it will do the job, right? But can your checked bag do what Travis Hunter did? Third down, Morris. Intercepted. Wow! Travis Hunter. Unbelievable. Hunter. Just plucks it out of the air. Are you kidding me right now? That was wide open from the booth. A hundred times out of a hundred. I see that action from up here. That's a touchdown. Can I tell you something else too as I go to break? As much as I just hyped that up, I'm not sure that I hyped it up enough because as big of a win as that was on the field, I think it was even bigger off the field. For Coach Prime. Clones, what do you want when you're craving protein or you need more energy? Not bars, not sugary snacks, not energy drinks. You want beef, pure and simple. Where's the beef? It's in a package of Old Trapper Beef Jerky. Old Trapper is not your old man's jerky. Shriveled, dry, tasteless. Old Trapper Beef Jerky is made from lean strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. It's tender, it's tasty, it's not tough. And why is it so good? Because Old Trapper is a 50-year-old family business known for its relentless commitment to quality. They take smoked beef extremely seriously, and you can taste it in every single bite. Old Trapper is packed with protein. It comes in four amazing flavors to satisfy all your cravings. Quality smoked meat at its finest. It goes with you wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach. So look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. Clones, if you do not see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper or what's your beef? We are joined right now via Zoom by Eric Kendricks. Eric, it's great to have you on the show. How are you? Good, how are you? Good, dude, good. Great to have you. Thanks so much. So let me ask you, new team, new opportunity, five days out from the start of the regular season. How are you feeling physically, and what kind of thoughts are you having mentally? I feel good. You know, I feel like uh, mentally I'm I'm a little bit nervous. You know, naturally it's a new team, um, new environment, you know, new teammates. I just can't wait to show them what I'm about. And, uh, you know, when, when the lights come on on Sunday, everything's different. So, I'm um, excited for that opportunity. 
Eric Kendricks is joining us. I want to talk to you about your new teammates and everything that they're asking of you in a minute. But let me first say, for those who don't know, of course, you grew up in Fresno. You played your college ball at UCLA, as I mentioned. You won the Butkus Award as the nation's best linebacker there. You spent your entire pro career in Minnesota. So what's it like to be back in Cali? And how hyped are you to play in front of friends and family and people you know? No, I mean, I think that this, it's just natural at this point in my career. I feel like uh, I'm a Cali boy at heart. So, uh, you know, having my friends and family at the game, having having my parents close, uh, you know, they don't have to take two flights to get to, you know, to get to see me play. So it's 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 a blessing for me towards the end of my career. And I, I just can't wait to, to show to put it on a show for him. I get that. Now, you had options as a free agent. Obviously, coming home was a motivating factor. But what else did you like about the Chargers? Why were they your top choice? Definitely, you know, uh, just the, the players on the team. You know, obviously there's a lot of leaders and, and a lot of great players, but, you know, I wanted to go to somewhere that has a quarterback that has a chance to, you know, contend for a Super Bowl, and I feel like this is the op- the best option for me, you know, uh, aside from the fact that it's in California and, you know, the weather's perfect um, all the time. No, <laughs> I think that, uh, you know, it, it, was, it was a huge factor knowing that um, we have guys like Derwin James on the team, you know, Khalil Mack, um, Joey Bosa, and just, just, just a great locker room. Eric Kendricks is joining us. You, know, you mentioned Joey Bosa. I could ask you about any of those guys, but I want to ask you about him for a minute because you've played with some exceptional athletes and you've played with some guys who are exceptional technicians, right? And then you've played with guys who have both attributes. That said, how impressed are you with Bosa and his skill set? Very impressed. Um, it's very, uh, 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 like, everything is so so tight and crisp with him. Um, I've never really seen him play, you know, obviously – I've seen some highlights here and there, but um, on the day-to-day, just watching the pass rush drills and things like that, um, I feel like, you know, there's a lot of things that, little things that I can even, you know, try to pick up in my game, but, uh, you know, I'm definitely learning a lot just by watching him pass rush. Eric, like overall defensively, they were dead set on landing you because not only did they want you to come in and do what you do, you know, fly around and make plays, but they want you to come in and lead. Like they're going to ask you to be the defensive signal caller for a defense that gave up a league worst 5.4 yards per carry. Like obviously they're looking to make a big jump this year. What is the collective mindset of the defense as it's looking to take that big step? And what do you need to do to play at a championship level defensively? What changes have to be made? Um, to be honest with you, I just think it just starts with stopping the run. You know, it sounds like something simple. It sounds like, you know, a little bit cliche, but um, you stop the run first and second down, you know, you you, you get to third and, and, uh, and predictable, third and manageable, and, and, you, and you get a, you know, send your pass rushers, you get a, the game plan kind of opens up for you defensively. You know, it's when you're giving up those runs first and second down is when the game plan gets hard to, to call and you don't know, you know, you're on your toes and things like that. So I think first and foremost, stopping the run, um, you know, if the offense does make a play, it's, it's all about getting back to the huddle and, and just getting back after it. Um, new set of downs and, um, you know, just, just staying together for sure. Eric Kendricks is joining us. Now, you've been one of the most productive linebackers in the league over the last seven years plus. In fact, over the last seven years, you've had seven straight seasons with over 100 tackles. That is the second longest active streak in the NFL. Now, you might tell me it's not about you. It's about the team. I get that. But that particular streak to me is really impressive. What's it represent to you, and how much pride do you take in that streak? I take pride in it. Honestly, um, you know, I just consider myself a very consistent linebacker. You said seven seasons. I, I count eight seasons over 100. My rookie year, they were really kind of counting me out, so they probably missed a few tackles there. But um, honestly, it's just 
it's just my body of work. You know, it's uh, it's what I what I care about. You know, tremendously. I put I put my all into this, and um, I'm just looking looking forward to just proving that day to day. You know, just just from that underdog mentality. Hey, dude, if they jipped you out of a few tackles that rookie year, I'll give you eight. If you eat, that's good enough for me. Let's make that eight. I'll change that to eight. Go watch the field. Yeah, exactly. I got that. I got that. I stand corrected. Listen, as long as we're talking about your journey, your older brother, Michael, also played linebacker for a decade in the NFL. He won a Super Bowl with the Eagles in 2018. I'm curious, how much did having an older brother who was making his mark in the league while you were playing college ball kind of set the standard and push and motivate you to do the same thing? Man, just having an older brother throughout my whole football career, you know, throughout high school, you know, into college and into my professional career, it was it was a cheat code, honestly. We played the same position. You know, he's 17 months older. So everything he was kind of going through, he was kind of being a trailblazer for my family. And he went through it. And shortly after, I was able to learn from it, you know, do the things he did that were that were correct, you know, fix the things that he may have made mistakes on and just go from there. I feel like it was ultimately... Just, just a giant cheat code for me in my career. Eric Kendricks is joining us for another moment or so. So you start the season against Miami on Sunday. You took on Miami last year when you played for the Vikings, although Tua missed that game due to injury. That said, what was your biggest takeaway facing Mike McDaniel's offensive scheme? And then what are the biggest challenges that you face with a healthy Tua under center this weekend? Yeah, I think that the, you know, the biggest challenge is obviously they have, you know, they have athletes all over the field and it's kind of containing those explosive plays, um, you know, stopping the run, you know, I, it always leads to stopping the run, you know, um, that's, that's football, football one-on-one for sure. So we can stop the run, you know, limit the explosives and, um, you know, uh, keep everything manageable for us. I think that it'll be, it'll be good. Let ask you one last thing. I know as we talked about you had options as a free agent. I know Brandon Staley, he made it very clear, like you were his top priority. He wanted you badly. He found you while you were vacationing in Hawaii. What was the head coach's pitch to you? Um, honestly, we, we, had a, we had a really con- good conversation. It was probably an hour long. Um, but, you know, obviously, uh, it was, uh, to me, it was the fact that, um, my my original defense that I was on, um, it, you know, with with Mike Zimmer, um, he was he was able to like relate a lot of those calls and and he knew those those terminologies and those calls, and that was very impressive to me knowing you know how smart he is as a coach and being able to like correlate those things to our new playbook for me was huge. So I think that him having an idea of the defense that I played in. Um, played a huge part in me joining this defense because he was going to be able to make those, those correlations. And uh, I knew I was going to be able to get it faster. Um, so that was a huge part of it. And, you know, just, you know, he was, he was selling the Cali, Cali light, you know, he knows I'm a Cali boy. So he was selling that pretty hard. And, uh, you know, it just all sounded good. Eric, I got to follow you before you go. Since you mentioned Mike Zimmer, I love the guy. This has always been a big Mike Zimmer house. What was he like to play for? Man, Mike Zimmer, um, very, very detailed coach. Um, you know, we, we were, we were, we were so good for so many years, um, on defense and, um, man, it was, it was a lot of fun. I had, I had a lot of great memories with those boys. Um, but Zim was intense guy. He was very intense. Um, you're going to come bring your lunch pail. You know what I mean? Um, obviously work, you know, we work, we work now too as well, but, um, his level of detail and his level of, you know, like preparation, um, that, that taught me, you know, to this day, how I watch film, how I go through film. How I, you know, how I call plays and stuff like that in my mind. 
Um, that was from Zidane because of his level of, of detail. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. What a defense. Great defensive mind he has. And I would imagine, dude, he was intense, is intense. Eric Kendricks joins the, the Chargers as linebacker, entering his ninth NFL season back home in Cali. Eric, really appreciate you. Great to have you on the show. Thank you very much. And I appreciate you doing that today. Appreciate it. Take it easy. Let me talk to you for a moment about one of my favorite products ever, HelloFresh. What is HelloFresh? What it is is farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip trips to the grocery store. You can count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable, and that's why it's America's number one meal kit. Kickstart a fresh fall routine with HelloFresh. HelloFresh handles all the meal planning and shopping to deliver everything you need to cook up a tasty meal right at home. They do the hard part, and you get to take credit. And when it comes to options, honestly, more is more. That's why HelloFresh's menu includes 40 recipes and over 100 add-on items to choose from every single week. I love it. Comes right to the doorstep, all these tremendous ideas and great meals. Find out for yourself. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Rome. Use the code 50Rome for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. Once again, HelloFresh.com slash 50Rome. Make sure to use the code 50Rome and get 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. HelloFresh.com slash 50Rome. Of course, I'm talking about DeMarcus Ware. He joins me via Zoom. DeMarcus, always good to have you on the show. What's going on, man? How you feeling? Man, what is up, man? You always have the block hot over there. I saw you in the crown, and you are the king. So what's up? Dude, you look like a million. I appreciate you saying that, but as always, you look absolutely great. DeMarcus, it's good to have you. Listen, when you and I spoke in October, we talked about how you were approaching the process after not being elected into the Hall of Fame a year ago. You seemed to peace with it and believe that eventually you would get the positive news, and of course, you did. Can you put into words what that induction ceremony meant to you and what that was like last month? You know, all, all the hard work that, you know, you put in, it finally gets enshrined in a way to where people can watch it over and over again. And you at your name in history, right? When you start thinking about the football, the NFL crest, um, you are a part of that. And they put you in a pedestal there that's saying, you know what, you did it. You are the epitome of what a professional football should player should be like and it's so cool to, to just have that feeling and be part of that well said demarcus where joining us i would imagine that when you look at it that way it's got to feel like that but there were so many amazing moments i would imagine that weekend in canton including the one where you sang the national anthem prior to the hall of fame game between the jets and browns as a tribute to your late broncos teammate demarius thomas what was that moment like like why was that so significant and so personal to you you know, it, it was one of those moments to where me and DT used to sing it on the sideline and we always thought to, to each other, like, how um, hard is that? How much pressure is that? Right. And then I got an opportunity to, to, to sing it. And as soon as I got up there, I mean, I actually didn't have any practice before um, that game. And I was like, OK, well, I'm going to get out here and just try to build this thing. And uh, as I, they were counting down one minute, 45 seconds, 30 seconds, 10 seconds, I'm like, DT, listen, man, you better be here. Like, where are you, bud? And all of a sudden, I look out there, 
And, you know, one of the, uh, Zadarius Smith was right there and he was like, let's go brother. And I'm like, you know what? That's DT. He's right, right there. He's been my cheerleader. And just that moment, man, was so real. And uh, it just was a, a sense of just fresh air, just being uplifted because I couldn't breathe the whole time. But uh, it made that speech feel like it was no pressure at all. Wow, dude, chills. I mean, goosebumps. That That is an amazing anecdote. So really quickly, what about DT? For those who don't know, like everybody listening who knows the game knows what a great player he was. But for those who don't know, what was he like as a teammate and person? I mean, as a teammate, I mean, phenomenal player. Uh, always did things the right way, but an even better person, you know, off the field. Um, one of the guys actually changed my life. We used to plan trips in the off season and we would take these, you know, crazy Africa trips or trips to New York, whatever it is. We would plan like, you know, three or four months to even plan these trips. But everything that I did with him was life changing. And so he was like a brother to me. And so to be able to, to sing the national anthem at that time, I got that feel that he was there, which which was awesome. And then, you know, just to tell, you know, people just he was a game changer off the field he was always himself and when you saw him he always had that huge smile that just you know just brighten your day and and that's what we need you know in the world today man we do such good stuff demarcus Ware joining us my man you're on one like so many amazing things are happening in your life right now all things that you have earned of course but another one is that the cowboys announced last week that you will be the 20th former player inducted into the team's ring of honor later on this year What's it mean to you to have your name added to the other Cowboy legends who are up in that ring at AT&T Stadium? When I used to walk into that stadium and I saw the names in the ring of honor in the old stadium, I always was like, I want to be one of those guys. I want to itch my name in the Dallas Cowboys star. They built the new stadium and every single time I went out and my name was announced, I was like, I want to be one of those guys. But you can't just be one of those guys. You got to be great. You got to have, you know, great off the field, um, you know, accolades or whatever it is. But when Jerry Jones came on that stage and said, DeMarcus, I want for you to be in the ring of honor. It was another surreal moment after the hall of fame to say, man, all of these things are just falling into place and things are happening as they should. And, you know, this year, I don't know exactly the date, but it's going to be another surreal moment as I walk through that stadium and be able to electrify the fans one more time. We are talking to DeMarcus Ware. You know, like I said, you're on one right now. There's so many great things happening. You said that you wanted to be one of those guys. You wanted to be one of the select few. You wanted to be one of those guys. We know somebody else who wants to be one of those guys, Michael Parsons. This is a big Micah house. I love the guy. And I know that you sat with him and some other members of the Dallas Cowboys organization recently. He said to you, and I quote, Man, I'm coming for you, D. Ware. When you talk about legendary seasons and what they accomplish, you're right there at the top. I want to be on your level and exceed you one day, end of quote. What was your reaction when he said that? And ultimately, do you think he's going to end up that good at that level? I think records are always meant to be broken. And for me, I looked up to guys like Charles Haley, looking at, at the 94, you know, Michael Strahan, just to name a few guys. And when he said that, I'm like, I'm right here. You know, when he first got here, I mentored him and still do the same thing. And I'm like, you can do it. He, he's a phenomenal athlete. And if he can stay consistent and, you know, you know, take care of himself off the field, he can do that. 
And I want him to do that because if he do that, that means that we are going to be winning championships and uh, we'll bring the Super Bowl back to the Dallas Cowboys. There you go. I was going to ask you about that next. Why don't we talk for a minute about this year's team? They won their first road playoff game in 30 years last year. They add veterans like Brandon Cook, Stephon Gilmore. Does Dallas look to you like a Super Bowl team this year? They look like a Super Bowl team every year. I mean, <laughs> when I played, it was the same way, but it's all about, yeah, it's all about injuries. Uh, you know, how can you get to the postseason and have all your guys? We haven't been there yet. I mean, either Dax out, you know, one of the offensive linemen out that we need, you name it. But now if we can get to that postseason, from what I saw, mentoring the guys, being in the locker room with them, I saw one thing that I have not seen ever you heard what I just said. One thing I have not seen er- ever, and that's the character of the captains actually being captains. Um, and I can actually pinpoint those guys like, oh, that's a captain of the defense. Oh, that's the captain of the uh, of the offense. And that was Dak. And that was Demarcus Lawrence. Right. That was Michael Parsons. And they owned it. Guys were actually owning if they did something wrong. They were owning also if somebody else is not doing something right. They were getting on them. So they didn't need the coaches that coach them. They were actually coaching the team. And that's what's going to get them into the playoffs and winning a championship. And hopefully, you know, that that carries them through the postseason this year. Accountability, yo. Demarcus Ware joining us really quickly before we talk direct TV for business. And we will. Yeah, my word. You mentioned coaches. You won your Super Bowl ring with the Broncos. So I'm curious where you come out on them this season. Obviously, Sean Payton is a major upgrade at coach. Russell Wilson has gotten himself in a much better shape. So they've got to be better realistically how much better do you expect them to be this year um just looking from last year i think they were, they had a couple of growing pains new quarterback you know now they got a new head coach but i think all of these things are now playing uh they're going to play a big role because you're going to see a lot more maturity you can see how they played um you know in the you know in the preseason and now i'm starting to see i mean i played with you know play for Sean Payton and I know what he's bringing to the table when I played against Russell Wilson. So um, I think they're going to be a sleeper team. Uh, I don't want to say too much, but they, they're going to be a team to watch this year. He is Hall of Famer. DeMarcus Ware joins us. So you've teamed up with DirecTV for business. What can you tell us about that partnership? Uh, I mean, direct TV for business. When you always think about direct TV, you think about the Sunday ticket. I mean, you can watch it residentially, but the, we're, we're trying to hit the big thing, and that's the bars. That's the restaurants, right? And that's also with Everpass Media. Um, and so when you're going out of the house now, you know, looking for that Sunday ticket, I told everybody, if you don't have the Sunday ticket in your restaurant, I'm not coming. So um, just being able to team up with two awesome companies and now looking at it from a business aspect and really trying to hit the masses with over 300,000 bars and restaurants that, you know, establishments in this country that they're going to be in. We're trying to bring football everywhere. And that's going to be with the ticket. Dude, you're so right. If the establishment does not have the ticket, I'm not going either. You're exactly right. He is a nine-time Pro Bowler, right? A seven-time All-Pro. He is a Pro Football Hall of Famer, and the accolades just keep coming and coming and coming. We didn't even get into the fact that his college number was recently retired as well. DeMarcus Ware, my guest. DeMarcus, great to have you on. He appeared courtesy of DirecTV for Business. Great to get caught up with you, my guy. I appreciate you very much. All right. Thank you so much. 
Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back that you've earned. That's right. Everything you have earned doubled. All the cash back from eating at your favorite restaurant doubled. All the cash back from that trip where you sort of learned to snowboard also doubled. And the best part, you don't have to do anything ridiculous to get it. Discover does it automatically. Seriously, though, see terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. I want to start in Castle Rock. Eric, what's going on, Eric? How are you? Hey, Romy. How you doing? Great. Thanks for the buying, Rome. I just wanted to uh, chime in. See you, Buffs alum, year 2000, class 2000, man. And it's been a long two decades of football. Uh, for us, so I just wanted to um, give the buffs some shine, man. I, I just I can't be I can't tell you how 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 rewarding it was to watch them after so many years of futile football, and it's not just the talent, but it's the discipline, the lack of turnovers, the lack of penalties, the guys being where they need to be. Uh, Shador making smart plays with the ball, keeping his eyes downfield uh, when the plays were developing and looking looking for the open man, you know, dumping it down in the in the slot. Uh, at times, and guys making plays. I mean, what about Dylan Edwards' run after catch ability? I thought he was really the X factor. Four touchdowns, two were were, were reminding me of another Sanders, Barry, uh, long touchdown runs that he had. Just an amazing talent. Travis Hunter, I mean, he almost had a second pick, not, a, not to mention another touchdown catch deep in the end zone that he almost caught, laid out for it. Uh, and not to mention also, you know, Jimmy Horn Jr. and Weaver, big games, over 100 yards receiving, um, you know, we got some things to clean up, special teams and defense are question marks right now. I, I think, you know, Nebraska is going to be a good challenge. I think they're going to have a chip on their shoulder. They had a bad week, and they hate us. You know, it's a good rivalry. So we respect them. Um, we're not overlooking them or anybody right now. We're not in that position. It's a great week one, but it's been, it's, it's been a long, long 20 years, man, of bad football. So uh, we appreciate all the shine, and nothing ever lives up to the hype. And this was the one thing, all the hype from Dion for, for so long. I've been following him on Instagram since he came here. I had my doubts. I had my questions. But this is the one rare thing that actually over, lived over the hype. It went over the hype. I couldn't believe it. I, I thought I was going to be leaving at halftime to go do something else with my wife. And I, I mean, it was pins and needles the whole game. I thought it was, it was just terrific for them. I'm really proud of my school. Um, I'm, I'm just happy for them, and uh, I appreciate the buying. I'm out, Rome. 8686. Let's go to Indiana. Mac, you are next. Hey, Mac, how are you? Jimmy Buffalo, Romy. Thanks for the vine, my man. What's up, dude? Hey, let me ask you did Prime really win that game on Saturday or Sunday, or did TCU, who last lost their game in the Prime Championship by 369, wore Alvey? Did they lose that game? They choked. Now you bring it up. Prime comes up in his conference and brings up race. As the great Morgan Freeman said, to eliminate racism, stop talking about it. Stop blaming it. And like Will Smith said, take your racism out my mouth. War the Steelers against San Francisco this Sunday. War Alvey, war Jack Savage, and war my little grandson. All right, Mac. Let's go to Wisconsin. Mac, good to have you. Mac, how are you? Jim, how you doing? Good. Mac, how about you? I'm, I'm well, man. I love your show. Uh, I just wanted to throw my two cents in about Dion. I never cared for him as a player, and I can't really name why, but I got to tell you, man, I tip my cap to him. What he's doing in Colorado is simply amazing. 
He's got those young guys believing in themselves, and that's 90% of it. No, I, I see what you're saying. I think that let's keep it in Wisconsin. Patrick, do me a favor here, fellas. There we go. Good to have you, Patrick. How are you? I'm great. Yourself? Good. Really well. Good. Um, I just wanted to touch on the fact um, what Dion has done with the kids and his younger kids. I mean, the leagues that he was encouraging kids to keep playing football. Um, and I'm like you it, at the beginning as a player. Yeah. Okay. But the man was branding himself and he did an excellent job in doing that. Um, I had him at a conference and he was the speaker and he was so good, so truthful, talked about how he branded himself talked about his fruition and what he wanted to do and the fact that he's doing it and doing it proudly and not lying about it is amazing. The gentleman is misunderstood by a lot of people. I get that, but in fact, he's true. You know, I appreciate that, Patrick. Good night now!